with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for super coach purposes. Round 20 is in the books and my goodness me, it's an absolute tragedy. I remember talking to someone on socials a little while ago and they were talking about having their run home team and they're down to zero trades. A lot of people went down to zero trades this week. I posed to them the question, well, what happens if Cleary gets injured or Cleary you know, get suspended and you've, you've got him sitting there for the rest of the year. And they kind of said, well, I got a good backup and it doesn't matter to me, but we, here we are. We've lost Cleary for the end of regular season. He's already accepted his five match ban. He'll be back for finals. So for super coach players, you, you, he's the highest captain of the week. So people are going to be absolutely devastated out there who put the captain on him. And we're going to have another offshoot of people who have no trades to do anything about it. Um, and another little uh, component of people who have one trade only. So this week, people are going to be caught out who let themselves get down to zero trades, thinking, you know, I'll, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, nothing bad happens. Well, something bad has happened. And these people with one trade, the obvious move would be like, great, well, I've just got to use my last trade, burn it. You can't leave that cash on the sideline. Um, and they're going to go and bring someone in. And they're going to be running the gauntlet for the remaining rounds with zero trades. And something is bound to happen. There's going to be mass resting somewhere, you know, as well. And you're going to probably regret it, you'd think. Um, so my advice to people who have one trade um, is, look, if you've got a strong 17, yeah, of course, it stinks because it's a high-scoring player in clear. He can go 100 at any given time. You are really risking not having someone of his value and his scoring potential in your lineup. But if you've let yourself get down to one, I think you've got to sit on it. If you can still p- pump out a, a strong 17. You've got a Heinz, for instance, in your backup. You just play him and you let Cleary sit there. He's not going to be doing anything. And yes, it is a lot of money, but you've put yourself between a rock and a hard, hard place. And, you know, it, it all depends. You might be one of these people like last week's people who got themselves down to zero trades and said, well, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to advise against it. <laughs> I'm going to say, look, if you've got a strong 17, just sit on it at least. Sit on it. Because I guarantee you that, you know, if something else goes wrong, or if you lose your second half, or if you lose a, play, a fullback, for instance, that trade will be so, so handy. And I know it's a weird thing to leave someone of that value on the bench. But anyway, it's an absolute disaster. He's 15.4% captained. So, you know, let's talk about par for the week. I think par is probably going to be around 1100 until 1150. I'm on 1163. It's got me winning eight out of 10 of my um, head-to-head leagues. And I'm in some pretty competitive leagues. I'm a bit miffed and I've got to, I've got to complain about a lot of things tonight. Um, I'm a bit shitty too because, you know, Val at the end there with his junk um, got old mate Peter a win uh, over being in the SC hub seeded too and I was in the lead there for most of that game because Val was having a quiet game until the very end so a bit of junk time for him 
um, gets Peter the win. So congratulations. He, he made sure he messaged me as well to talk about it, which you always do when you get a win over somebody. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, I do it too. Um, but 1-1, one, one, uh, well, 1100, I think. You know, if we're winning 8 out of 10 of your competitive leagues, I really think one one six three is probably just a touch over par. You know, I'm up against Kando in the tur- in the Podmasters Cup. Um, and he, you know, he had Vel there at the end with some junk and got an 84 off Vel to go up to 1096. I think he's probably par. And I think I'm just a titch above it. So um, it's a, it's around where those people who have had Cleary as a captain, if you made it to 1100, you've done extremely well and you have a very good team if you got a captain score of eight. <laughs> so I think par is probably going to be about 1100, but most likely. And we'll just see how it goes. Um, it's going to be a really interesting run home now when you lose someone like Cleary. You're going to have those people that, one, have um, no trades left and can't do anything about it. You're going to have people who are flush with trades and they've held nice trades and they're going to strategically move Cleary onto one of these options. I want to discuss them at the end of the podcast. Um, and there's going to be ones who are you know deciding whether they want to risk it like these other people who have run out, you know, and just trade him um, and run home with none, which, you know, I've, we know my stance on that. Um, so look, I, my trades in for the week were, um, I brought in Latrell, I sold Cody, and of course, Ado, I've got the laziest ever bloody game from Latrell. He fished with a 52, he downdated. Um, he's downdated and he, and that's 52 with a try. He was abysmal. And we know that Latrell's lazy, um, but he does like five plays in a game that sort of rack up the points. Well, he only did one this time. He just chased on a ball and scored the try. For the last 30 minutes of the game, he was playing in the centers instead of fullback. Oh, of course. Of course. I brought him in because I was sick of Cody and he got his 15 points last week. I just didn't like the energy of Cody and I thought there's no way that Latrell just doesn't rack up the points. He can do it in one run um, and Cody outscored him this week. He, he got a 65. So isn't that always the way? And since uh, Val's come back from his hammy issues, this is well and truly his lowest score by 40 points. So if anyone's wondering who broke um, Latrell, it's me. Thanks very much, Ado. Uh, what do we got in here? Something for Ado to... Where are you, Ado? Give me a sound effect. <laughs> no. You're good on you. Brought in brought in Latrell for a fail. Um, the other person that I brought in was Harry Grant. Um, I had um, Randall as my second hooker. I thought that, you know, the Storm need to bounce back, and I felt like Harry was a guy um, for that. He finished on 57. He was absolutely ripped off. All of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. He's tri-assisted Jerome Hughes. I've been in the communications with the scorers um, at length about McInnes as well, actually, because he was absolutely ripped off. We all know that as well. McInnes uh, and and uh, Grant ripped off hard. Look, his pass for Hughes did take a ricochet. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? that his uh, pass was was uh, got a ricochet. It was his pass that was a cutout pass, and it caught a ricochet, sure, but it went to Hughes. It's more of a try assist than those dummy half try assists, nine out of ten other ones. It was better than nine of the ten that are given as try assists, and I've sent them examples today, your video examples, of things they've given try assists from Hooker there for a try that is absolutely bogus ones. 
Not nothing ones, not a cutout or anything, just a basic, you know, barge over try one. Um, and that have all been given try assists, and they want to actually say that that Harry Grant one, which was a cutout pass, you get quarter. If you do a kick and it bounces off legs or whatever, and then you know someone chases through and scores a try, they still give the try assist to the kicker. Um, and you know Harry Grant was robbed a try assist this week. I'm not hearing anything else about it. And here I've got a newest sound effect. Where are you? Are you for real? Are you for real? That's ridiculous. And the, their answers were weak as to me um, on it. Um, the, they basically accepted all the examples that I'd given to them that they'd said was a try assist in the past. They were wrong on those occasions. So um, Harry, I brought in Harry. It was a fail, 57. I brought in Val, uh, Luttrell, 52, a fail. But at least with I had nothing. I had a I had a Randall there, so that wasn't doing anything for me. Um, I captained Teddy. It was a brave move first up. I'm not really a risky player like that. I just thought it was a sensational matchup. Teddy only finished on the 72, which in the scheme of things wasn't the worst at all, was it? I was throwing up between him and Manu. Manu updated nicely to 101, um, but I'll take it because, you know, you poor old Cleary captainers out there, who am I to bloody, you know, complain about a 72 Teddy? I really thought he'd clean up in that game. He was a bit quieter, I guess, and and so were the Chooks. I mean, look, they. Um, I put notes about the game. We'll go through that when we do the good, bad, and ugly. Um, you know, and I'm questioning whether they're there to make up the numbers. I know the Chooks um, have it in them to be much, much better but I reckon Manly should have taken more from that game than the Chooks did because they rallied in that second half. They were the better of the teams in the second half. Um, So, look, I think hopefully I can make back the 60 points or whatever, you know, the 60 places on the ladder that I lost last week and and get myself back up hunting for that top 100. I am one of those ones that has trades there to be able to, not many though, if I wanted to trade Cleary out and, you know, and and still have a buffer there in case another emergency happens because I've only got two. Um, But... You know, I don't know. I, I might just sit on it for a week because I think I've, I've got a strong 17 to be able to deal with it. Um, the captains, Teddy was 17.2%. I think he was he number one. I think it ended up being 72 points was okay in the scheme of things. 4.4% of you went in the same game and you went for Manu. You got a nice little tick above um, Teddy there for the 101. Munster was 7.4%, 72. So he, him and Teddy is much muchness. We know the Cleary stuff. We've already talked about that. Um, unfortunate. Hines with a 7.5% captain, um, 66 points. That's probably comparable, isn't it? Um, Latrell, 5.3. He was shit house. Shit. Are you for real? Latrell, come on, mate. What's going on? 52 points. He better bounce back and get 90s and 100s for me because I traded him in. Um, Hass, 2.5% of people captained him. I don't even know what he finished on because <laughs> I didn't write it down. They were pretty shit, the Broncos, though, weren't they? It's nice to see the Tigers win after last week's absolute tragedy of a thing. Um, Hass, where are you, mate? 59, so it's probably a little bit below. A couple of others that I took note of was Val, 2.7 or whatever, 2.3%. He's, I finished on 80 with his little junk bits at the end that cost me a head-to-head. Uh, and IPAP, 2.5%, uh, tunned up this week for 101. So I really think a little bit of an advantage if you got a Manu or an IPAP and everyone else is pretty much the same who got a, you know, a uh, Munster or a Teddy or a Heinz type one, some of those other ones, and obviously 
you missed out if you were the <laughs> the Cleary captainers. Um, so old mate uh, hits Smalley hits a bloke and nearly clear take. It's like an absolute flush swinging arm to the chin. What is our bunker doing? The bunker sucks. That is a bin. If they were giving referee lessons, they'd say, here's a stock standard, no questions asked, sin bin. It's flush, it's swinging, it's forceful, it's straight to the chin. That's a bin. No bin for him. He's going to do, I think, a week or two. But that's a disgrace. Um, And look, you know, in that game, if he goes off for 10 minutes, my Teddy captain... He's got an extra player. He, they've got a 13 on 12 to be scoring points. So it has super coach relevance. Dumb, dumb play by the bunker. Um, where are we going next? Um, they they call back the perfectly uh, lovely pass from Kiri in, the, in that game. It wasn't a forward pass. And who's looking at that and calling it a forward pass? I know there's going to be some human error, and that was a human error, but then they missed one that was a forward pass, giving Manly a try. Absolutely terrible. We had lots of stuff in this round that was absolutely disgraceful. Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves in this game. You know, there's a difference between welcome to first grade and a little bit of facial on the ground. You go and look at the video of that. He is applying pressure to the face. What what happens if he's on the throat? What if he does a Darren Lockyer to him? You know, gets does breaks his vocal box. Are we going to go and say that there's nothing wrong with that? Three $3,000 fine is an absolute disgrace. I think he should have been binned. It's forceful contact to someone's head with intent. He's doing it on purpose. It wasn't just a short, you know, a little incidental facial. It was full on. He should have gone to the bin. And while we're on... The, Bullshit. Nelson Asafa Solomona, that play, I reckon, should have got him seven weeks on the sideline. You you come down with your forearm on someone's face, flush on their face, enough to break their teeth. And what does our uh, match review committee do? Well, firstly, the on-field refs, no bin. That's a bin. You know, you've got the bloke going on for a HIA and Nass gets nothing on field. So two times there with Jared, where you're high grade, well, and Smalley, and with Nass, there were bins that were very obviously bins. But our match review committee should hang your heads in shame. As if parents are going to want their kids to play rugby league when they look and see that that was nothing. No, no weeks off, no fine, no nothing. A bloke that drops down with force from a height down on someone's face enough to break their teeth and the match review committee says nothing nothing wrong there are you for real why are kids going to want to play our game if that's okay absolutely bloody disgraceful by the on-field ref and you know and poor old mate is doing five weeks Waddell for just incidental accidental not a raking motion just having fingers near the eye and Nask and Jared Warrior Hargraves are making intentional, forceful contact to heads, and there's no bins, and all, the worst you got was a 3K fine. Fuck, out. Oh, it just, uh, you know, it's absolutely disgraceful. Um, Josh King, so Waddell's is, is five weeks, and Josh King's is nothing. Josh King's is nothing. I mean, he may not, I don't think it was as worse, as bad. But it's, it's got to be through a couple of weeks if, if Waddell's is five weeks. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, all right. So we talked about um, 
Harry Grant and his try assist, which was it was a try assist. Don't talk, don't come at me, anyone. That's a try assist. Even if it took a ricochet to Jerome Hughes, that's a try assist from dummy half. More than bloody nine of them out there that are given try assists. I think that. Um, Guinness was ripped off of his, obviously, a try. He's offload, you know, created it. So, uh, ripped off. Um, let's talk about some injuries. Um, look, there's some people were bringing a smoky old Nick Meany in. He's done an AC joint. So, that's probably going to be a week or two, maybe. Um, 6.5% people own him. Um, and look, that's a disappointing thing because, um, you know, trades are at a minimum now. Um and we'll have to wait and see how long he's out for. It's been a weekend of carnage for halfbacks. We lose Cleary for the rest of the year. Moses, 13% owned. I I know blokes um, who have both of those as their halves. The bloke in sixth, unfortunately, has both of those as their, as his halves and doesn't have any trades. That's a nightmare. Um, he, so Moses broke his finger. He's out for four weeks. Hastings with that hip drop from Harry, uh, what's his name? Garrett Carrigan, he's gone for the rest of the year, broke his leg or whatever. Um, Collins got a HIA. Um, wow. You know, so I think that that's Carrigan, 5.1%. That's going to do some time as well. So we're losing quite a few players. 5.1% is, is not huge ownership, but there could be people out there that own a Moses and a Carrigan and a Cleary, and you could be in dire straits, unfortunately. Um, I think he's in trouble, Carrigan, personally. Um, I wasn't happy with Tuppany being the only one that went to the bin for that. That was a cannonball. Um, and, you know, he, he he punched. Yeah, sure, he can't punch, but he had a good reason to punch because he got cannonballed, you bloody idiots. Um, Egan Butcher's going to have a week on the sideline, as is Burgess, who was sent off. Are you for real? <laughs> oh, I'm laughing at it, too. Um, are you for real? <laughs> I can't believe that was a send-off. Maybe a bin. It's ridiculous. Uh, the, these guys on the field and in the bunker have no idea what they're bloody doing, honestly. Um, Lolo is on report for a shoulder charge. Um, it didn't look too bad to me, but, you know, in the light of all this carnage that's going on, that could be a, a pain in the ass if, if he's gone as well. Um, look, I know that some of these tries give two people the try assist, sometimes on kicks, like if they go up, uh, someone puts up a big bomb and then someone jumps for the thing and then offloads it, you know, and then it, it results in a try. They give the try assist to the catcher and to the kicker. What's going on with Burton and Josh Adokar, both kickers, getting a try assist for that try? It was a kick. They also had someone go leap up for it and get an offload. I think it was Josh Jackson, maybe. Offloads it to the Fox, and then he puts in a secondary kick to the other winger. You can't give it to both of the kickers. Once the catcher took it and then another kick occurred, Burton's kick is is out. You can't give that one as two try assists to, to those kickers. I mean, at minimum, you could give it to the catcher and to, to uh, Addo Carr. Too much happened after the Burton kick. That's an absolute disgrace, but... You know, I'll tell you something I did this week. I While I was having a bit of a tinfoil hat chat with one of my friends, I was like, look, you know, there's these players where they always go up. I know forwards, you know, they'll get offloads and stuff like that. But taking all of that out of it, there's just players that become fatty type players for the year and all the 50-50s go their way and they'll always update. And then some of those players that are on the nose just always down date. Um, and we had a little $50 bet. We, I picked 10 players who I picked <laughs> that I thought was going to go up. They'll just always go up. They go up every time, up. 
Um, and if I get at least eight out of ten right, he owes me fifty bucks. My players were Tuppany, Murray, Manu, Tino, Ipat, Cleary. Obviously, we know Cleary. He was null and void, so it's out of nine now. Um, Trell, Munster, Val. We'll have to wait and see. And Hines. We'll have to wait and see on Val. Obviously, that game hasn't updated. Um, and the only one I've got wrong, because we, we null and voided Cleary, was Trell. Everyone else went up. And as I predicted, we also put 50 bucks on my downs. I only picked five downs. Um, but we went with Cook, Cody. Cody always goes down. They hate him. Um, Grant on the nose this year. May, and I said drink water. I think drink water will be one that I get wrong. Actually, I've got all the others right. Cook, Cody, Grant, May, um, and I think Drinky's going to update. Surely they can't ping him. He's got to update today. Um, so I'll be four out of five on on the the downs for getting it right, my guess, and I'll be eight out of nine uh, on my ones that I guess going up. Isn't that a coincidence? So, yeah, it's tinfoil hat. But we, you know, especially when a player's having a good year like Tuppany, every 50-50 or they look at everything kindly. And looking at, um, you know, to the scorers today, I gave him examples of things like you were in a mood that then where this is what was acceptable as a try assist from dummy half. Even some that came off knees or someone played at the dummy half's hand and it just sort of rolled out on the ground behind them. And then someone jumped on the loose ball, it bounced. They give that as a try assist to that dummy half. But you're not going to give to someone who the actual pass, which was a, a cutout pass, is, is not a try assist. Wrong. You're wrong. Anyway, getting worked up. Now, the good, bad, and ugly for the <laughs> for the Gabes. Um, the Chooks v. the Manly Seagulls, they were decimated, weren't they, the old Seagulls? My notes from the game, the Chooks were just banking up the numbers in the finals based on this performance. they got to go a long way ahead. Uh, and, and I guess it pains me to say this, I think they look better without Kiri in the team. And what do, what do I mean by that? Look, I think Kiri is a great player, but I just think when Walker is out there, Kiri is out there, Manu is out there, um, Teddy is out there, even when Watson gets on, feels like there's too many cooks and too many people trying to call the ball and control the ball and take their runs. And I just think that there's too much out there. Not, you go into a team that's got like a Cleary in it or a Munster, they're the, and, and, you know, and Hughes, they all... They know their roles and they know who calls the ball, overcalls, and, you know, you even look at the Cowboys. When uh, Chad wants the ball, he gets the ball, you know, and I just feel like with the Chooks, there's too many cooks in that kitchen. Um, yeah, and, and in that game, there was like 14 penalties. I think it was over-reft. It was KPI-reft, that game. Um, but the Chooks got the job done just against them. 20 to 10, I thought the Seagulls were very plucky with their seven new players. I thought the debutants were good, apart from Albany nearly taking someone's head off and skating on a sin bin that he should have got. Um, the, the good scores were Joey Manu. We were worried. Well, not worried because Joey Manu is an out-and-out gun. But we were a little concerned with him back in the centres, whether he would get enough ball like he was getting in the halves. Well, he went and got the ball. And actually, the in actual rugby league, that's part of the problem I'm talking about with the Roosters. I think he gets his hands on the ball and runs too much with it, stifles them just a smidge. But it's really good for super coach, for him, for Joey Manu. And he updated, he, he was on my list of people that always, because he's the, you know, he's the number one scorer this year. So he's going to get all the 50-50s and he does. And he updated nicely to 101 he was at his hogging best, Manu. 1.7% um, of people brought him in. It was a wise move because he is having some sort of year. He's the number one scorer in Supercoach. 
Um, 4.4% of people that capped him, it was ballsy because him going back to the centre, I kind of thought, well, this game is made for Teddy. And with Manu in the centres, I thought, well, I don't know if he can outscore Teddy. Look, he got 30 points better than Teddy and he was, um, you know, marvellous again with his running. He's a weapon for Supercoach and, and those hogs, he's a little bit of a hog. Um, and look... I just think if the Chooks want to um, go somewhere in this season, they've got to, you know, if, if Sam Walker's going to be the seven, he has got to be the one that has the bigger call on the ball. I know Kiri is a much more experienced player, but if he's going to play the six, he chimes in and, you know, he's the secondary, you know, to it. And, you know, your Manus and your Teddies, when they want ball, they've got to work it out so that it's more clear to find. I don't know. Here, here I am. <laughs> and Robbo, well, he doesn't know anything about coach, coaching, does he? <laughs> but anyway, that's my opinion on them. Um, other good scores in the game. Smalley, he was a fill-in. Um, nearly took someone's head off, but he got a try. 66. Good on you, mate, I say. Um, Tupu was good. He's been good in the last two weeks after being dog shit for the weeks before. Um, so And he was so cut price that people, a couple of people brought him in. Um, 71, more than acceptable. Um, Teddy with a 72. It's an okay score. I mean, he. I was hoping for 100 when I straight up seed him, but... 72 is a reasonable score. Um, Davey was good. Um, one of the only sort of, you know, in, the, in that team, one of the experienced ones for, for this year anyway. Um, and, and he scored, I think he scored a try. He was good, 71. Um, the bad for me, Angus Crichton, 19% owned. 44, he downdated to. 0.8% um, brought him in. Um, look, the Chooks were pretty average in this game. Um, his last five weeks have been a 60, a 31, a 74, an 82, and this 44. So I guess the 82 and the 74 is fantastic. The 60 is acceptable. And the 44 and 31 are poo. Um, he's a bit more rocks and diamonds, isn't he? Than he's, well, and it's not even really huge diamonds. He's, you know, a bit of a yo-yo um, this year. Angus, unfortunately. Garrick, 26.3%. Um, he finished on 47. He lost a line break. I don't even know why he was given the line break personally, so I was expecting him to lose it. One of the actual proper things that the coach, the scorers did. Um, look, and that's a low score by his standards. He's been very good. They, look, you've got to take this game with a grain of salt. Seven troops down. Um, you know, the Chooks should have won this by 40 points. They didn't. Um you know, uh, anyway, so his scores uh, have been good. Gary, a 73, a 118, a 118, a 31, uh, and then this 47. So the last two have been a bit underwhelming. Um, DCE, 6% of people own DCE. 0.3% of people brought him in. A bit brave in a, con a contest like this. I mean, he's uh, finished on a 46. Now, 44, 47, 46 there acceptable just but they weren't great now and i'm interested in dc as well because you know with cleary down he's going to be one of the people one of the people who've got the trades to be able to do something about cleary being out dc is going to be one of the options um and look for him he has been good he's got some tons in recent times but um you know the last couple have been good from him as well um Suwali, 28.4%. 2.4% of people brought him in because he turned up last week. Um, Manu, I think, killed him this week a little bit. with his, It didn't seem to get out to Suwali. 101, 36, 50, 116. So it's either a low one or quite a low one or a... And then he's got this 27. So, you know, if you'll get 100 or you'll get 30. You know, from Suwali, that, that's a yo-yo and a half. 
Um, moving on to the next game, the Warriors versus the Storm. Melbourne win, um, but I doubt that they celebrated that one too hard. They got the win. They've, they've lost four in a row. Um, they've snapped that losing streak. Um, and uh, my other note of the game was well done to you, Edward Cosey, because he, the last time he played Melbourne Storm, was one of the most wretched games you'll ever see. Um, he's my good <laughs> for the, for that game. 0.9%. Um, he finished with 114, three tries and on your kid, he bounced back. I can't believe that people own him. Um, 0.9% of you, like maybe because you just put him in as a cheapie. I don't know how many of you played him, but 22 people sold him. You sold him and then he got a ton against Melbourne Storm. Unfortunate. Um, other good scores in there, Felice with a 96. Hughes, he's going to be one of those halfback options as along with Teddy, I mean, along with uh, DCE to replace um, Nathan Cleary. 77 from him, Munster 74, Grant. Oh, I mean, it's not acceptable anymore, is it? 57 because he got ripped off. Um, jibbed, jibbed hard. Um, the bad for me was Meanie, 6.5%. Um, look, he went off with that injury. Um, 0.9% of people brought him in. Um, it's going to be a couple of weeks, and I don't know if people are going to have the luxury to be able to move him. Obviously, most people would have had him in the center wing. Um, and look, I don't know how flush with trades everyone is to get him out. Look, it was a 50, and he copped an injury and was off at the end of the game. So it could be a hell of a lot worse. I mean, I played... Uh, you know, May for 36. So if you played Meany and got a 50, you know, you did better than I did, except he's injured now. So you might have to play May moving forward. Um, Ugly was Curran. Oh, May doesn't. He gone off a cliff. 1.9%. He's finished on a 29. He's not the weapon that we've known love, is he, this year? <laughs> not since he's sort of made his way back in from injury. Um, the last five weeks, 63, 60, 49, 24, 29. Those last three scores smell... Um, Melbourne only just got, I mean, I think they were two sort of underwhelming games. They should have pumped, um, the Warriors and, and the Chook should have pumped the Seagulls. And I think that those two games probably showed Melbourne and Chooks being a little bit flatter more than anything else. Uh, onto the Eels versus the Panthers. Um, wow. This was a, you know, it was when everyone was panicking because <laughs> there was a lot of people that 15.4% of people had clearly sent off. Oh, and four points. Luckily, he put on a try assist, you know, before that. Um, but the Eels got the job done pretty convincingly, 34 to 10. Um, you know, I thought that the Eels were going to get up for this game. I didn't know if they were going to win, obviously, with Cleary in there. And they weren't too convincing in the second half. That's pretty much the lead that they had at half time. And I think that they were outscored by the Panthers in the second uh, half. One man down. I think if Cleary wasn't in that team and say they had 13 on 13, I would have said Penrith would have won that. Um, so, But anyway, the Eels got the job done. The good for me was Reed Marnie and IPAP. Reed Marnie finished on 93, which is nice. Um, people have owned him. Um, he's point, well, what is he? 10.6% owned and 0.7% of people sold him as well because he has been a bit underwhelming. Um, the last five weeks, 48, 58. Um, 77, which was okay, a 43 last week. Uh, and then he's had a 93 this week. So the people that held on, you know, you've got probably three acceptable scores out of five in there. Um, IPAP, what a weapon. He updated nicely. He was, did I put him, I put him in my tinfoil hat, didn't I? He always updates. He, he's a good offloader and stuff. So of course he's going to update most weeks, but he was, he's always friendly looked at, isn't he? Um, 101, he's a weapon. 626 people brought him in. 38, 
90, 82, 73, and then this 101. There's only one pretty poor score. It's absolutely floor for him, 38. I think that was his lowest score of the year, but it's been good over the last four weeks. Um, other good scores in the game, Gutho was good, 88. Sevo good with a 77. Dylan Brown with an 80. Moses with a 76. Unfortunately, gone for four weeks with a broken finger. Lane, he's putting together a tidy old season. Lane, I own him and I love it. 83 points. Um, O'Sullivan replaces in the halves there. Now that Cleary's gone, 70 points from him. Um, Liam Martin, 82. Targo was good with a 71. And Edwards was good with a 70. Some of the bad ones in that game. And, mate, as soon as Cleary went off, I panicked because I was playing Targo, May, and To'o. Um, and some of these names are going to appear in my bads. Um, To'o is bad. 10.2%. That's a nice pod ownership. And I think he was going to be a huge target for people coming home. But, unfortunately, I've got big, big worries now. He finished on 43 points. Um, no Cleary and Luai is a big worry for that left. Oh, well, he's on the right edge, isn't he? But it's just a worry for the whole team in general, um, but particularly the left, you know, without a Luai there. But now that Cleary's gone, I worry about all of them. Um, look, his last five games, 116, 101, 60, 55, 43, it's, it's heading downward. <laughs> so I tell you what, I wouldn't be targeting Toto now. Not now. Um, Luai and Cleary out of that team, I do think that they could still do okay. And if you own a To'o and a Tago and a May, I, th- I don't know. You can make your selections whether you want to play them on matchups. Um, but um, I wouldn't be targeting, or you wouldn't be targeting Targo or May now, would you? But you might be tempted by a To'o and I wouldn't do it. Um, another bad was May. He's 47.1% owned. He's still very highly owned. I played him, um, and it wasn't great. He finished on 36. He downed eight. Big worries with no Cleary and Luai. The last five weeks have been 65, 50, 47, 53, and this week a 36. Now, that worries me because I can accept a 53. I can accept a 50. I can accept a 65. I was a little disappointed by the 47, but I'm bloody miffed over the 36. Um, I think you've got to play him on matchups now. He, they're up against the Canberra Raiders next week, and I probably will play him, you know, because I'm a Raiders fan, and I know that we can let up some points, uh, make some lapses in judgment. I think he's a, you know, he, he's a good finisher. I think um, I'd be probably playing him next week, but you've got to think about your matchups. I know they've got some hard games in there, and you'll have to be selective. I think I'd be. I feel much more confident playing Targo with you. Look at his last five rounds compared to May. The reading is a lot better. Um, so I'd much prefer to play him. Um, the ugly was obviously Cleary, 44% owned. He got sent off. He's going to be sitting out the rest of super coach rounds. Your head to head vinyls gone. Um, you know, he's a must sell. If you've got the trades to do it, he's worth good money. He's going to lose a bit of money um, this week, a good whack of money with his four. Um, but that's going to be a huge advantage. In the, Over the years, we say those people that save trades will come home with a wet sail. I think with Cleary out now, never a true statement has been said. He, he's he gone now, and the people who held trades to be able to do something about it are going to excel in the run home. If, like I said, if you're on none, unlucky. Um, and if you're on one, I don't know if I'd burn it, uh, you know, if you've got a strong 17. Um, on to the next game, the Titans versus the Raiders. I um, These are my notes from the game. I think the Raiders should have won and they did. Um, it feels like the less shit team won. <laughs> Not the best team. Whoever was the less sh- least shit 
uh, in, in that game, and it was the Raiders. Um, the good for me was Hudson Young. He's been really good this year. Um, he updated to 125. What a weapon. Um, look, obviously, you're, you're not going to get him. He, he, what do you own? 1.6%. He is an uber, 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 uber pod for people, and the scoring has been very good um, from him. Oh, well, it's been okay. 87, 77, that stuff's great. Last couple of weeks, 40 and 35. So you really needed this, uh, and you got a 125. Tuppany, what an absolute weapon. 32.9%. Um, he updated very nicely, 20 points to 113, and that includes a sin bin. Oh, he's a weapon. Um, some people in chats that I've been in have been talking about, would you like Tuppity or Murray for the run home? Just have a look at the last five weeks of Murray and have a look at the last five weeks of uh, Tuppity. That might make your decision a little easier. He's an absolute weapon. Updated nicely. 82, 94, 74, 73 over the last five weeks. And then this 113, it's like a cherry on top. And I... Hurt as a Raiders fan not owning him for super coach purposes. Um, other good scores in the game. Sebastian Chris, 98. Kotrick was good with some tries in there, 95. White and good, 96. Tino, 88, uh, was good. Um, Boyd was good with an 88. And Furmore uh, was good with a 74. Um, the bads for me was David Fafita, 10.6% of us. I own him. And... What a nupty. That's what I wrote. He's an absolute nupty. Um, he scored a try and scored 49. I mean, that is... Are you for real? What the hell, David? Go and do something on that team. You've got to get him involved. You've got to get involved. You have to get involved, mate. Um, since he's come well, back from injury, 70, 49, 75, 69, and then this 49. So two 49s in there and the other stuff is acceptable. That's the thing about Dave. You know, 49 is about what the worst he does, you know, but you want 100 soon. I want 100 from David Fafita. I really do. Um, while we're talking Fafitas, the ugly was uh, Jojo Fafita, 14.9% owned Jojo, um, 26 points. Hopefully he didn't play him. Well, actually 15% of his owners played him, <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate. Um, he, look, he's been good last couple of weeks, 49, 57. This one was a stinker, 26. Um, onto the Sharks versus the Bunnies. I was out. Uh, it was the Mrs. Birthday. Took her out to a lovely tapas dinner. We had some beverages out. So I watched these games today on in the morning with my morning coffee, and it was a really good game. These guys are going to be there at the pointy end of the season. The last couple of weeks, the Sharks, they had one win, one loss, um, but they've played against two good teams, and I think that they've really showed – they've got a – Reminds me of the Sharks that won the Premiership. They've got some metal about them. Um, they got the job done. Nico Hines, the hero in extra time. Um, the good for me was McInnes, 8.8% owned. 89 he finished on, but he was ripped off. Him and Harry Grant. Hooker's getting ripped off. Sort yourselves out. Oh. Scorers, come on. Make the you lose the integrity of the game. He was ripped off, um, but he was good. Um, there's no Finucane in there. I knew that he'd be good. People were saying, "Do I play him? Do I bench him?" I said, "Play him." 89 is a good score. 45, 48, 72, 54, 53. All that stuff sort of middle of the road, apart from the 72. 89 was nice today. Um, Totola 99. Uh, Cook was good with the 74. Murray gets his standard updates. No, of course he's going to update. Um, 83. Kaloa Matungi is a 65. is okay. Cody was okay with a 65. Rudolph good with a 70. Tass was good with a 68. My bad was a Luttrell. What's going on, Luttrell? 52 points. 
That includes a try. Of course, Ado sells to Cody for, and he gets 65. Uh, and, you know, 2% of people brought in um, Trell this week. The last five weeks, 99, 93, 136, 99. All of that is delicious. But I get him in and he gets a 52. You better pick it up again next week, Latrell. I want more touches. I mean, that's the thing. He doesn't get a lot of touches. He's a bit like David Fafita. He goes, well, Dave only does a one, one run a game, but usually Latrell goes and does three good things a game. And I think there was only one good thing, you know, chasing through a kick in this game. And he still got, scored 52. He's lazy. Um, but of course, I bring him in and he sucks. Uh, it gives me the shits. Um, ugly for me was Kennedy, 2% owned, 33 the last five weeks has been 68, 55, 55, 32. He's taken up a fullback spot and you're getting those scores. You are at a disadvantage, unfortunately. Um, Mulatalo, he's an ugly for me as well. 9.5, an absolute slashing jump there for the try. But he's 40 points with a try. That is bad. That's Charlie Staines sort of stuff. Well, Staines has improved this year in that department. Um, he is a worry for me to play. Look, the Sharks' draw is okay, obviously, coming home. So you'll get matchups in where you can play him. But I'm worried about playing him when he's getting a 40-point score, including a try. You know, Latrell, 52 points with a try, playing fullback. That's shit. And kicking goals? Wow. But um, Mulatalo, 9.5%. He started the season like a bloody man on fire. Um, hundreds. Um, but look, 40 points of the try stinks. Um, moving on to the Broncos versus the Tigers. The Broncos let one slip at home. What's going on? You know, it's no good. And it was really good as an NRL fan to see the Tigers rally from last week's debacle um, and get a win. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see. Um, the good for me was Adam Dewey. Obviously, these games haven't updated because they were on. This one hasn't updated yet. This was a Saturday game, wasn't it? Um, 112 for Dewey. He's a goer. 336 people brought him in. 336 people brought Dewey in and he scored 112. Hats off to you. Last three weeks, eight or since he's come, 87, 51, and the 112. So it was the right week to bring him in. And he sort of tempted me a little bit, but I just thought the Tigers are shit and I didn't want to bring him in based on that. Um, but you'll take your ton this week. Um, other good scores in there. I haven't even written it down, Ado. But it was Jordan Ricky. <laughs> I put him in there. What did you score, Jordan? Uh, where are you? He scored a 84, so that's a good score. Um, Fatesi knew was good with 75. Adam Reynolds, 74. He's one of the ones. DCE Hughes um, A-Ray is probably, and we're going to cover him at the end of my show, um, 74 this week. Billy Walters, 70, was okay. Nothing else really outside of Dewey over the other side. Joe O was okay with a 65. Um, you know, whatever. Um, my ugly, no, my, my bad was Carrigan. 5.1% owned, finished on a 40, did you, where are you, mate? And he, look, he's gone out, you know, in a flop, hasn't he? 40 points this week, um, and he's going to get suspended for that hip drop, you'd think. So, you know, what's he owned? That's a real uber, uber pod 5.1%, and it's just not what you needed, because I bet you people who own Carrigan own um, Nathan Cleary as well. <laughs> so, you, you know, he's had been putting through a good season, actually. You know, he obviously got man of the series in State of Origin, and it's a real shame that he did that. It looked a bad one, and he's got a broken bloody leg or whatever now, 
I think that that adds to it, doesn't it? Like, they're going to take that into account. So I imagine Carrigan's going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, well, a few weeks. Um, 82, 55, 47, so 42, 77, and then a 40 this week. So, you know, three meh scores and two good ones. Um, and the ugly for me was uh, Corey Oates, 5.6%. He was flat in this game. He fished on a 30 points. 424 people brought him in. So, look, the, you know, the last five weeks he had a 33 in there, but the last three weeks it's been 70, 99, 63. Brought him in and there was nothing much. The Broncos were flat as attack in this game. Got rolled by the Tigers, 32 to 18. So he's finished with a 30, no tries. Um, I didn't mind Oates as a little pod run home because he can get hundreds. He can get multiple tries. Um, you know, unfortunate this week for a 30. Um, moving on to the Knights versus the Dogs. Um, the Dogs got the job done. My notes from the game was, isn't it nice to see the Dogs playing with a little bit of freedom and, and looking happy out there? They got the job done 24 to 10 against the wretched old Newcastle Knights. Um, my good was Jacob Carraz. 133 points. That's going to see him be the top scorer of the round, isn't it? Because Young updated to 125. Unless he down dates hugely. 1,495 people sold him. And 46% of his owners, that's nearly half of them, sat him. I probably would have been... I would have been... If I owned him, which I don't, I would have been tempted to play him against the Knights. They're hapless old shit Knights. I would have thought he'd be on for a couple of pies. And he did get pies, didn't he? Three of them. Um, 133. You people that own him and played him, uh, well done. Um, look, the last... He's not the worst. 85, 33, 45, 53. So those, you know, 35, 45, 53 is not great, but 133 to finish it, <laughs> that five-round average. And you had an 85 in there, so, you know, could be worse. Um, the other good ones, Jeremy Marshall King. Great pickup for the old Dolphins next year. He's been very, very good. 89. Shoop was good with a 73. Tuala on the other side was good. He got a try, I think, was uh, 89. Um, the bads for me, Burton. Um, 10.3% owned, um, 4,520 people brought him in. He looked a smoky option. He's been very good in recent times. Boss, where are you, mate? Yeah, he's been pretty, well, very good over the last four out of the last five weeks, really. Um, but you brought him in and he's got a 49. I think you're probably hoping for an 80 or a 90, maybe even a hundred. Um, he was very good last week. Um, wasn't he? I don't know, but he's got 76, 28, 83, 126, 49, uh, to finish. Um, the other one was the Fox, 6.3%. Um, 1,772 brought him in. I don't know why you brought him in. You chased last week's points because he tunned. Oh, did he? Yeah, he tunned up last week. But everything else was shit. <laughs> so, you know, when the Fox gets multiple tries, I guess you're probably going for a ceiling player, but that reeks of chasing points. 67, 24, 34, 110, and then the 48 this week. Look, hey, it's not the worst. It's not Taylor and May, 36, so it could be worse. And I really think um, that includes a try assist for um, Fox, and I think Burton should go down a try assist. You, you know, if you want to give it to a kicker and a catcher, you can't give it to two kickers. I mean... Did too much happen after the Burton kick? You've got to give, you've got to give it to Fox, in my opinion. Um, the ugly was TPJ five point two percent, 
463 people sold him. He was he's been awful in the last three weeks. And you if you didn't sell him, you got 24 today, unfortunately. The last five weeks, 67, 30, 39, 19, 24. You know, the energy of the Bulldogs is so fantastic. Well, why isn't why are we not seeing the best of TPJ? Started on an edge or whatever it was today, I think, and he's 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 lost it. He's no good. Um, unfortunately. Um, into the last game, the Cows, they were comfortable winners. And look, isn't it a big, um, you know, the Dragons, it's a big uh, statement that they can't win if Ben Hunt doesn't carry him, if he has a flat one. Because he had a flat game today and they got, um, you know, pretty much hammered there by the um, Cowboys. My good was Nanai. I'm going to kick my... I own Nanai at a point in the year and I sold him saying he's a bit of a yo-yo and I don't think there's enough good scores in between the bad ones. Well, that he's one of those ones that grew an absolute leg from being in origin. And if you have a look at his last five weeks, it reads like this. 75, 77, 70, 104, and then a 140. He's tunned up two weeks in a row. He's 11.1% owned. People don't have the trades to be fart-assing around with a, a Nanai trade-in now. And you enjoy it. People who have Nanai and that 11 point, or the 11.1, that's smoky ownership, pod, you deserve it because it's good super coaching. I don't own him. And I'm playing David Fafita for 47. So well done to you, Nanai. And he's, you know, he was absolutely sensitive. He's a great to watch. I think he's going to be a good player for many years to come. So well done. Um, drink water. I tipped him in my big call. I think it's the only thing I got right this week that he'd bounce back after getting hooked last week. And he was great today. Um, 106 points. Is that what he got? But that's good. He turned up and I needed it for my season um, to finish off the round nicely. And, you know, he was on. Um, I was really happy that when the hammer came on, obviously felt had a bit of a niggle or so put him in there. I, I just think he was hot. I mean, look, the coach knows, obviously, probably I think he, you can put the hammer in anywhere in the back line, probably better at fullback, I guess, but he's just taking off, you know, one at a time or someone, you know, who's having a bit of a off, you know, a bit more of an off game. And I was glad that Drinkwater stayed on because he got that try at the end that Val laid on. 106 points. Um, other good scores in there. Val Holmes, 84 points. Seven, he was on 30 points, really, before that try. Um, and obviously got a line breaker, you know, line break assist, try assist. Um, but he's been very good over the last, you know, well, I mean, you know, it's been very good over the last five weeks. Well, 59 was okay. 65 is better. The last three weeks, 99, 86, 119. That's when his big trade-ins have occurred. When he got that sort of 99, the last couple of weeks, people have enjoyed a nice 86, 119, and then you've got an 80 this week as well. Um, I've, I need I need Val in there for me to get 8 out of 9 for him to update. <laughs> so we'll wait and see if he updates from 80 because I could make 100 bucks here because I'm definitely one with my down dates. <laughs> oh, tinfoil hat, you know. Um, Look, that's the games. Um, oh, well, let me go. Other good scores. Holmes was good. Lolo, good. Um, Dearden was good. And Robson, I thought Rob Robson had an absolute wow of a game. He was tackling everything that was in front of him, saving plays. He was running from dummy half and busting tackles. Fish on 57. I mean, I think he was low-balled hard. I'm expecting him to update. Well, I mean, why do I say I expect? Because Harry Grant and McInnes should have a try assist on their name. They look as plain as the nose on your face, try assists, and they've been jibbed. Well, you know, 
they'll Robson, you know, team one other popular player. He's having a good year, so you know they'll probably look at him. How did someone score him fifty-seven today? He's got to update twenty points. I think he made fifty tackles. So anyway, that's my two cents on that one. Um, what do you do with Cleary? If you're one of the people that can um, do trades because you've got some trades and you try to move on someone like Cleary. Look, a halfback is a position where tons can come and there's no better than Cleary for getting those tons, in my opinion. Um, there are a few options that you can bring in uh, in the halfback position, and we'll go through them. I'll go through some of their key statistics and their pros and cons, and hopefully it can help you to um, decide who you'd like to bring in if you've got the trades. And you want to trade um, Nathan Cleary. Oh, I'm just having a drink. Having a sip of the old beer just because I lose my voice. Mmm. Let's kick it off with DCE. Um, his average for the year is 69.7. His three-round average is 60.5, so it's nearly 10 points lower than his year average. The five-round average is 74.4. So um, the last three rounds, has he's dipped a little bit, and he was on my uglies, wasn't he? He got a 46 this week. If he'd have gone out and led, you know, with all these players out and scored a good solid 70, I think a lot of people would be very tempted by him um, to bring in to replace um, Cleary. Um, but I guess that that three round of 60 is a little bit of a worry. What I will say about DCE is he's got three 100s for this year. So if you're replacing somebody like Cleary, I think you want someone who can score 100s. Um, there's no point getting in someone that scores a lot of 60s. You know, um, because you're not going to catch up or, or you're not going to, you know, you play them and someone could play, you know, a reserve front row or, a, you know, a Barnett who gets 60. You know, you've got to get somebody who can get hundreds. And DC has done that this year three times. Um, he's low three. He's had a 29. He's had a 31. And he's had this 46. Those are his three lowest scores of the year. Let's have a look at his draw home. The Eels, the Titans, the Sharks, the Raiders, and the Dogs. As I see it and as I see the draw, I think that's a three out of five games good. Um, I think the Eels is a hard matchup. I think the Titans is an easy one. The Sharks is a hard one. I think the Raiders and the Dogs are easy ones. I think it's a clear three out of five. So I think there's going to be an opportunity for te- uh, for um, DCE to score hundreds. His back was up against it this week with so many players out and probably a stressful week as a club captain as well, to be quite honest. What are the pros for um, DCE? He gets hundreds as I've mentioned. And I think the draw is also a, a pro. You look at some of these others um, in the list and the draw is not as good. Um, I think the draw home for Manly is pretty good. Um, I think that this, well, I mean, it's going to be a tough old run home. The Raiders have an easy draw home. The Chooks have been a little bit disappointing, but are in there at the moment. The Eels really consolidated um, this week, getting that win over Penrith. There's probably three, maybe four teams fighting for one spot, the eighth. Um, but I don't mind that draw home. Now, the cons for DCE is he does have a bit of a low floor. Um, compared to some of the others in there, he's not as good. Um, 29 and 31. In your halfback position, you trade out Cleary and you get a 29. Like, if you traded in DCE this week and you got a 46, it's a bit underwhelming. Um, so while he can get hundreds, he can get low ones. So the pros, I think, gets hundreds and draw is is okay. I give it a three out of five. I think he's one that you can cons- consider for your teams. Um, Jerome Hughes. 
His average for the year is 67.8, so two points worse than uh, DCE. His three-round average is 60.0, which is, so the last three rounds, him and DCE have been around the same. Um, his five-round average is 57.4. So he's not tracking the greatest over the last five weeks, which has probably coincided with the Melbourne Storm sucking a little bit too. Now, much like DCE, he has hundreds in him. He's a running halfback. Um, he's got three of them as well this year. What I do like about him is he's got a better floor. He's low three, is a 44, a 44, and a 45. Now, that's something I can live with. If the lowest I get out of someone is a 45, it's better than a 20. Um, and he is one of those halves that breaks tackles and does go on, you know, does take runs. So I think um, that's why his floor is better. Um, their draw home is the Titans, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Roosters, and the Eels. Um, for me, I reckon that's about a one and a half out of five um, good draw. I'm saying the Titans is an easy matchup. The Panthers is a hard one. Maybe not now with um, Cleary and um, Luai out. It could be more of a, maybe it's two out of five. I'll say that that's a middle of the road one. Um, I only give those ones a half a point. Um, the Broncos, I think, is a hard one. Even though they lost this week, um, I've given the Roosters a half a one, um, and I think the Eels is a hard one. So at best, I think it's a two out of five draw. There's, you know, If you're going to come up against the Panthers, the Broncos, Roosters, and Eels, you're going to have a hungry Roosters at that. So four of those games are going to be tough matchups, I really think. Um, the pros about Hughes, he gets hundreds. The pros about Hughes is that he's got a good floor, we saw that floor. Um, the cons, his recent scores. Um, Melbourne have sucked and he sucked as well by his standards. He's been below his average by 10 points over the last five weeks. Um, and their draw is is not as good as, you know, a DCE, for instance. Um, but I think he's someone that you can consider. I am being honest that I like his floor. I like that he can get 100 if Melbourne... I know they've, you know, now they lose Meany as well. Um, you know, I like to think that he can ton it. I see him being a good chance of a ton next week. Um, I see him as a possibility against a depleted, you know, losing two of their best players. Panthers could probably at least get a good score. Uh, and the Broncos, we saw them flat today as well. So, you know, he's one that tempts me just because I'm like, worst case scenario, I'll get a 45 out of him. Best case scenario, I'll get a 100. Um, but I'll, I'm sort of the top two here that I've mentioned, the ones that tempt me the most. Um, Sam Walker, his average for the year is 58.9. So he hasn't quite cracked the 60 average. His three-round average is 91.3 which is exceptional. Um, his five-round average is 73.8. So that is far superior to um, Hughes. His five-round average is uh, on par with um, DCE, but his three-round is terrific, 91.3. So recent average is sensational. Um, he only has one 100 for the year, and his low three is a nine, a 24, and a 35. And that's terrible, even compared to DCE. So... Um, one 100, we've got three lows in there. The draw home for them is the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Storm, the Rabbits. I'm going to say um, that I think that the draw is probably a two 
out of five, I, I think that they'll probably find it's an even matchup uh, against the Broncos. The Cows is going to be hard. The Storm will probably be hard towards the end of the year, and the Rabbits as well, I think, at the end of the year. The Tigers and the Broncos, I think, are tr- games where we can see Sam Walker score well in. Um, the pros for him is definitely his recent form. Um, Five-round average of 73 and a three-round average of 91 is exceptional. That's where it sort of... Um, Falls for me. I, I don't like the floor. I don't like that he doesn't get enough hundreds. And that's my cons. Low floor and he's got um, you know, a pretty hard draw home. Um, so, you know, that's take of that as you will. I think that some people like to strike while the iron's hot. And he's the definition of that compared to the other two. Because, you know, that recent average is um, exceptional. Um, Adam Reynolds. Um, the average is 65.1, which is pretty good. Um, the three-round average is 75.33. The five-round average is 61.4. So the last three has been very, very good. Um, the last five sort of, you know, is around that Hughes um, level. He's had two 100s for the year. His low three is 32-32-40. So that's probably similar to sort of a DCE. Um he has a two and a half, you know, I'm saying for his draw. They've got the Roosters, they've got the Knights, they've got the Storm, they've got the Eels, they've got the Dragons. So I think the Roosters is probably an even matchup. That's what I said for the Roosters against the Broncos. Um, the Knights is an easy matchup. Storm will be a hard one. Eels will be a hard one. And I think they finish on a nice one um, with the Dragons. So I'm giving that a two and a half draw-wise. Um, the pros about A-Ray is he can get 100s. Um, he has an okay floor as well. The cons for me is that he is always an injury risk. He has missed games. He's getting older and he's a smaller man. Now, you know, he missed a clump of four games or whatever, and he's been playing the last, you know, clump of games as well. So there is an element of risk um, if you do go him. But he is capable of 100. He scored 70-something this week, I think. Um, And the draw, I think, is a mixed draw home. Um, So on the list, I guess I'm sort of, you know, giving my opinion on him. I say, you know... um, DCE Hughes and a pod move of Sam Walker on his recent form appeal to me more than probably an A-Ray. Um, ben Hunt, average for the year, 57.9. His three-round average is 61. The five-round average is 57.2. Um, it's not um, a great three and five-round, really, from him. Let's have a look at him in here. I just What did he score today, Ben Hunt? He was poor, 27 points. So, you know, much like DC, it was even worse. He had a flat game, but look, let's look at the last five weeks from him. It's been uh, a 68, a 35, a 69, an 87, uh, and then this 20-something, 27 today. I just don't know um, whether I love that. I just think um, it's not as good as some of the other options in there. Um, people are probably going to take a pun, I guess, um, because he's had a really good year, Ben Hunt. But I just don't know if it's translated through to scores that are going to compete with some of the others on the list. How many hundreds has he got for the year? Let's have a look, Ado. Uh No hundreds for the year. So um, I don't love that. Um, the draw home for them... Uh, is the Sharks, the Raiders, the Titans, the Tigers, and they finish on the Broncos. That's a three out of five good draw, I think. Sharks is a hard matchup. I think they're a finals-bound team, you know, a top four sort of team. The Raiders is an easy matchup. The Titans is an easy matchup. The Tigers is an easy matchup. The Broncos is probably a middle-of-the-road, isn't it? So, 
Three and a half out of five. What did we say up the top there? We said uh, DCE was a three out of five. So, look, the three round doesn't look great. The five round doesn't look great. He doesn't get hundreds. Um, his low three is a four, a nine, and a 35. Um, you would be taking him um, because of his draw, I think. Um, he's That's his pro. He's got a good draw home. The cons for me is that he's got a floor on him, a four and a nine. Um, and he's got an average ceiling, in my opinion. So um, I, I prefer everyone above, now, personally. I mean, I maybe I take a pun on him with their draw ahead of an A-Ray, you know, just because Hunt's a bit, you know, a bit more durable. Um, now we're getting to some other smoky sort of options. Um, Fogarty, his average is 61.9. His three-round average is 74.6. The five-round average is 65.4. So um, the, he, he's improved over the last three weeks from his five-round average. But, you know, you see Sam Walker, for instance, his five-round is a 73 average. So he's a good eight points better than Fogarty. Uh, and over the last five weeks, averaging 90-plus um, is 20 points the better than um, Fogarty. Um, but look, I think Fogarty obviously came in mid-season. He's getting used to <laughs> playing with the team. and He's getting better, you know, better and better. Um, he's had one 100 since he's been back. Fogarty, he's low three. I didn't even write that down, did I? Let's have a look at Fogarty while I'm here. Um, Raiders, where are you? What did Fogarty score this week too, by the way? I don't think he was great, was he? 56. Um... Let's have a look at his scores since he's been back. Yeah, he's been good. He doesn't have a terrible four. 35, 42, 49, which is a pretty good uh, floor. The draw home for the Raiders is the Dragons, the Knights, the Seagulls, and the Tigers. Um, look, I, I, I don't think that those that's a very hard draw. It's 3.5 probably out of five. Is that five games? Oh, no, it's only four. So I wonder why, who are they playing? Who are they playing? Let's have a look at him. I've, I've skipped a game in there. I think it's Penrith, isn't it? Penrith next week is a hard one. Yeah, so three and a half out of five, I think. So the draw is good for him. Um, I think that the three round and five, oh, well, the three round and five round is is not too bad. Um, and I think people will take him as a smoky. Um, look, I really think for myself, the numbers that I like there, are, DCE has a capability of getting 100. Um, the draw home is not the worst, not, the, not worse than some of those others on the list. I like Hughes because he's a go-getter and I like that he gets hundreds and I like that he's got a low floor. So I think it'll be between those two and maybe a, a smoky on Walker um, with, you know, with his recent form. You know, for my team as a as a Cleary replacement. Um, other ones I've heard in chat. Someone said, "Well, what about um, O'Sullivan? He finished with a seventy this week. Um, you know, his last scores. Well, he scores since he's been in. You know, for the team for games this year has been an eighty-four, a thirty-one, a forty-three, a seventy, an eighty, and a seventy. I don't know. I, I think the other people on this list are probably better options, but he is going to replace. You know, Cleary in the halves um, in that team, and it is the best team in the comp. Whether they are on the run home, I don't know. Um, that's all I've got, really. I don't like any other halfbacks <laughs> at all. Um, you could go something that's real loose if you're looking at it, but I think if you go a DC Hughes, a Sam Walker, you know, Fogarty, 
Um, I'd probably skip A-Ray and Hunt myself personally, but um, I think that those are probably the stronger options. Um, if you've got a MAM, for instance, and you've got an ability to get a 5-8 in, we obviously know Munster. There's probably people own Munster already. Dillbags over the last five weeks, 58, 57, 70, 62, and, and got an 80 this week. I think he's a fair option. Burton, um, he was on the bad list, wasn't he, this week? But he's had a 76, a 28, an 83, a 126. I think it was a 40-something, wasn't it, today? And he got a fake try assist. Can't give it to two kickers. There was too much play that happened after that. But um, that's two bad scores, three good ones in there. And he, we know he can go 70-plus and he can get 100. Um, Dewey in the 5'8 position. Some smart people brought him in this week for his 112. Being a 27, and 87, a 51, a 112. I kind of feel like he's warming up, obviously coming back from an ACL. And I think as a smoky option, if, you, if you've got the jewels and you're bringing in a 5'8, um, I don't mind it. Um, drinky, 50, 87, 41, 36. The last two weeks have been poo, and I brought him in for that 36 last week, but he turned up this week. Um, I think that they've got a pretty nice draw home. Um, I don't know. He, he's one that you could, you know, if you don't want to get a Dillbags or a Burton, you know, you, you can go a Drinky. I think those are fair options. Munster, Drinkwater, Dillbags, Burton, and Dewey. Um, the scoring's good enough. They can all go big. Um, and, you know, that's the podcast for this week. I hope that you all uh, did well. And I know some of you out there are going to be Cleary captainers, and that's unfortunate. I think I might see a couple of green arrows. I don't think I've absolutely brained it. Um, but I'm going to see hopefully a couple of green arrows. Um, and it's going to be such an interesting run home. He takes a premium play. We've taken out Turbo. We've taken out Paps. We've taken out Cleary. Probably the best three Supercoach scoring players in, in, in Supercoach. You know? So it's going to make for an interesting run home. People who've got trades, people who don't have trades, and people who are going to risk it moving home you know, if they use their last trade for this. So it's going to make for an interesting run home in Supercoach. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you again on Team List Tuesday. Oh, somebody requested Dua Lipa. And I don't even think I've... Maybe I've sung along in the car at best to a Dua Lipa. I've never tried one, and we're going to give it one go and see how it turns out. And if it doesn't, sorry, guys. I never knew that I would find a way out I never thought I'd hear my heartbeat so loud I can't believe there's something left in my chest anymore But goddamn, you got me in love again I used to think that I was made out of stone I used to spend so many nights on my own I never knew I had it in me to dance anymore But goddamn, you got me in love again Show me your heaven's right here, baby Touch me so I know I'm not crazy But had I ever met somebody like you Used to be afraid of love and what it might do But goddamn, you got me in love again 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 
so many nights my tears fell harder than rain Scared I would take my broken heart to the grave I'd rather die than have to live in a storm like before But goddamn, you got me in love again Show me your heavens right here, baby Touch me so I know I'm not crazy Never ever had somebody like you Used to be afraid of love and what if I do But goddamn, you got me in love again 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 I can't believe, I can't believe I finally found someone I'll sink my teeth in disbelief Cause you're the one that I want I can't believe, I can't believe I'm not afraid anymore But goddamn, you got me in love again I never thought that I would find my way out I never thought I'd hear my heart beat so loud I can't believe there's something left in my chest anymore But goddamn, you got me in love again I can't believe, I can't believe I finally found someone I sink my teeth in disbelief cause you're the one that I want I can't believe there's something left in my chest anymore But goddamn, you got me in love again 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 Yeah, Julie, 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 Julie,